Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Market Bites. I'm Sam. And I'm Josh. And we're here to break down three of the hottest financial events that happened this week, so you can keep your finger on the pulse. Whether you're on your way to work, at the gym, or wherever and whenever you have the time to get updated. So, are you ready? Let's get into it. This podcast is for information and education purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, a personal recommendation or an offer of or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. This material has been prepared without taking into account any particular investment objectives or financial situation and has not been prepared in accordance with the legal and regulatory requirements to promote independent research. Past performance is not an indication of future results. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode. Please do remember to like, share, subscribe. You've got three of us today, so that is the reason to do so. We've seen the numbers, by the way, how many people we have subscribed that don't give us a rating. So that is your homework today to give us one. We'll hopefully make it worth your while. I'm joined by Josh. I'm joined by Ben. Josh, how are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. It's a big warning from you there, Sam, to all of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, they need to need to listen up. And and Ben, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Big Brother's clearly watching. They are. They are. We're actually recording this um, just for a disclaimer uh, a week before it goes out. We're all out the office at certain points next week. So we thought, why not? Why not treat our listeners to an episode rather than just come up with a lazy excuse and say we're not going to do one that shows how how hard we work uh we've got quite an interesting episode today the title will obviously give it away but uh yeah i'm looking forward to it um josh i I think uh we'll head over to you for the the first question for for ben yeah well so we're thinking christmas theme here we're going to really roll with it we've we've rolled with some santa over the last few weeks yeah but we'll set the scene with this episode and Ben let's have a quick recap of what's got us to where we are so far this year what's stuck out what's been on your radar tell everyone what what they should know about 2023 so far I sort of feel I should have dressed up for this or something put my Christmas hat on or you know I don't know maybe 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 the gremlins can sort of dub it in or something but anyway yeah uh, so I, I guess four things come to mind so I think this year was the sort of revenge of crypto and the tech optimists uh, these are the segments that sort of rebounded to lead performance this year uh, after, you know, leading down in 2022. And, and in the process, I think really confounded the sort of bearish consensus that was certainly there coming into the year. And I think it's still out there in many cases. But, you know, Bitcoin up 120 percent. It's the best performing asset class. Nasdaq up 35, best performing you know sector being tech. Uh, secondly, you know, I think something that was really helped us all year is just a Teflon coated consumer has kept spending, has kept their wallet open and has kept us, you know, out of recession, given that it's the consumer that's the biggest driver of uh, uh, global economies. Uh, secondly, and what's been given a real helping hand to all that was these just big falls in inflation. We've come down from near double digit levels on both sides of the Atlantic to call it 3% in the US and Europe, and that has helped consumers. Uh, It's also driven central banks to stop these dramatic rate hikes that we lived with for most of last year and the beginning of this year. Uh, And then finally, you know, let's not forget what's been going on on the stock side. I mean, it's all been about AI, 
Nvidia up, you know, over two hundred percent. Earnings just on fire there, uh, but also you know weight loss drugs, which we've been talking about all year. You know, Nova Nordisk now the big, biggest stock in Europe, up fifty percent for the year. So you know, I could go on, but I guess those are my sort of top four for the year. Yeah, it's been a fascinating year so far, and and unbelievably, the S and P five hundred. You know, it could even make a new all time high this year. It had to have a good good back end of november and then early december but the last time just for reference that it didn't have a new all-time high in the calendar year was 2012 so quite a long time ago of course we had one at the very beginning of the year last year can we get another one this year the bulls will certainly hope so uh ben as wham your favorite band i'm sure uh famously said last christmas you gave me your heart and that's got me reminiscing uh, about last year and what stocks have really benefited for, from the sort of the 11 months that followed it. And we went through a few of those there. But have there been any that have led to, to heartbreak for investors? So funnily enough, just to go off topic, I had to explain to my 16-year-old daughter who Andrew Ridgely was the other day. Uh, oh, so there you go. I did feel very on. old in the process. <laughs> um, anyway, so those, yes, disappointments and heartbreaks of... Um, of, of this year i mean obviously you know with the yin comes the yang um mm. renewables solar winds have been terrible and a real reminder that you know having a very strong long-term growth story is sometimes not enough at least in the short term um to protect you from you know the here and now high valuations or the impact of high interest rates which have you know really hit that segment you know this year uh similarly you know cheap stocks can get cheaper um, banks have been a big disappointment this year. Small banks particularly done badly. We obviously had the bankruptcies and the sort of scare coming out of the US, you know, back in March. You know, a lot of talk about how they would benefit from, you know, being able to charge more from higher interest rates. But I guess we overlooked the fact that they would have to take a lot of costs on their deposit base and lose a lot of money on their bond portfolios. Uh, and And China feels like a sort of perennial disappointment, but it's been the big regional loser again this year. Um, I published a, a sort of shocking chart the other day. Just to put this in perspective, it showed that the Chinese economy has grown 14-fold in the last 25 years. But to all intents and purposes, its stocks are flat, um, which I guess is just another reminder that economies are not stock markets and, and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's some pretty crazy numbers. I reckon one uh region that might have benefited from that growth in chinese economy is, is likely to be australia <laughs> in terms of all of those beautifully natural resources that we have uh here may have fared slightly better uh than chinese stocks um a lot of christmas talk so far but before we get on to christmas um and what investors might be sort of eyeing up to fill their stockings with um because it is that time of year walking past uh martin place here in in sydney australia a few of the locals might know it massive christmas trees gone up um it's hard to get to the train station at the moment because plenty of people stopping and taking pictures but let's talk about the importance of the holiday period uh in general because we've got black friday we've got cyber monday we've got thanksgiving we've got singles day it's not even black friday yet but for the last two weeks it's been the build-up to black friday as well you name it we've got it there's sales everywhere but what are we keeping an eye on around this sort of period? Because this is when consumers usually spend. And how significant can this be for markets going forward, Ben? Yeah, you've just given me all these visions of these sort of sweating Santas in Australia. <laughs> um, 
Um, listen, it's a really big deal. As I said before, the consumer drives the economy. It's the consumer that's kept us out of recession. It's the consumer that hopefully is going to give us the sort of soft landing rather than the hard landing, which I think is going to decide you know, how well markets do sort of next year. Um, uh, but this is, you know, the trillion dollar shopping season in the US. That's how much US consumers are going to spend in the next six weeks or so. It'll tell us a lot about, you know, the slowdown. Um, and it's also when retailers basically make all their money or or not. Or they, you know, they make a mistake. They carry too much inventory. They, you know, they have to discount and they lose a lot of money. So it's really make or break time for for retailers in much of the world, you know, as well. You know, we know consumers are down trading. Uh, we know they're getting more cautious. We know they're more sensitive on price. Um, the question is just how much and who are the sort of relative winners and losers, you know, in amongst that. We know that online is going to keep um, picking up disproportionate sort of market share. It's the favoured place for people to shop uh, this Christmas. We know that people are looking at clothing and gift cards rather than, you know, jewellery and, and sporting goods. But, you know, it, it's really, by the time you listen to this, we'll probably be through that big Black Friday, Cyber Monday mm. sort of weekend. We'll have a sort of few more results. But, you know, it's really important both for the economy and also for uh, for retailers. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having less emails. I mean, over the last couple of weeks, it's been this offer, this offer, 25% off. And then, of course, you go on and they just hike the prices up into the the Black Friday. And it's not really 25% off at all, is it? Uh, let's set the scene then for our, for our next question. Actually, just before we go through it, I want to know your Christmas Day orders. I mean, Josh, it might be slightly different being in Australia. I'd had a Christmas in New Zealand once and it was barbecue on the beach. Unbelievable. However, this year... You know, it's the, the the full works, you know, the turkey, the roast potatoes, the pigs in blankets. Ben, same for you before we go to Josh. Yeah, absolutely. Traditionalist, I'm afraid. Love that. Josh, you barbecue or? or... Yeah, no. So I have family that live out here that are also uh, as English as they come. So, uh, yeah, very traditional we'll Christmas day. Yeah, funnily enough, I've actually just ordered a gammon uh today as we speak from sort of like an, an english retailer here uh for christmas day so perhaps already so yeah okay love that love that have you have you done one on the beach yet on christmas day uh so yeah so in 2020 um we had like a beach christmas so we still like spend the day on the beach really yeah but then still came back for lunch so no oh. like, actual barbecue no like real aussie barbecue for for christmas day I'm, I'm still as traditional as they come i mean you can turn down a christmas day rice i'm with you i'm with you I, I recommend people doing you know beach day once but yeah you can't beat the traditionalists you cannot uh okay then right we've all sat down we've had our dinner we have about to look in our stock and see what stocks we've got in there for the year to come what are we what are we looking at what's taking our fancy what will um you know influence our decision making process for for the next year ben yeah, so the crystal ball says uh, that it's going to be a decent year. Um, I think we're looking at one of, sort of lower interest rates uh, and improving earnings growth uh, of an economic soft landing uh, supported by jobs markets, which are still pretty decent, inflation, which is falling and, and helping real wages. Uh, and if I'm wrong, which, you know, shockingly uh, does happen every once in a while. Um, you know, central banks, I think, can now cut interest rates and, and be a little bit of an insurance policy, you know, to markets. Uh, but I think that's not the biggest call of the year. I think the biggest call of the year is going to be the sort of sector and style rotation. What do I mean by that? 
you know, when do you get out of the stocks that have served you so well this year? The so-called, you know, the teddy bear stocks, the safe and secure, you know, US big tech and, and broader US stocks. And as we get closer to interest rate cuts, as we get through the US economic slowdown, when do I look at these sort of riskier but cheaper, more unloved, more cyclical stocks and markets that will benefit the most from these interest rate cuts? So, you know, Europe, emerging markets, real estate, small caps, at some point, sort of later in the first half, I think that's going to be the big rotation, you know, giving up the teddy bears and buying, you know, buy, buying those riskier stocks and, and parts of the world. Yeah, handing handing away those teddy bears is is never necessarily easy to do. Um, but it'd be interesting to know what everyone's thinking, you know, in terms of rotation, uh, rebalancing. What are you thinking for for sort of next year? Let us know in the comments in terms of that sort of rotation. What markets are you looking at? Mm. Um, and do you feel it is is time for a rebalance? Um, we'll wrap it up in terms of seasonality because this is quite key at this time of year. We talk about it quite a bit on the pod podcast but what is it ben why is it important should we take it with a bit of salt um because really we we kind of know that september is notoriously bad but are the winter months good you know tell us a bit more what what should we know am i allowed to talk about the santa rally Every yes do, yes absolutely do, like, bring you know, santa starts, starts reindeer like screaming here. and throwing things at his monitor <laughs> um, here. let's go free rain so so what is seasonality? So stocks on average perform better at certain times of the year than others. You know, it's only an average, so it does vary. But typically, November, December, January are some of the best months of the year. And this is, broadly speaking, you know, the so-called famous Santa rally. You know, why does it happen? Uh, you know, it's basically behavioral finance. You know, investors are looking at the year ahead uh, and deciding what to do. And normally that means they add money to markets. Uh, why? Because stocks usually go up uh, because they've got 12 months to be right or to be proved wrong. Uh, and at the same time, companies are out there giving sort of similarly positive guidance for the year of all the great things they're going to do and all the money they're going to make. Um, it's definitely been one of the factors that's been driving markets you know, so far. And you know, I've said that Santa's come early this year because we've had this big November rally. Um, so it's certainly part of the mix. But it's, you know, along there with, you know, the fundamentals, lower bond yields, lower oil prices and, and recovering earnings. So, you know, it's one of the drivers, but you certainly don't want to be investing in stocks just because of the seasonality. I would think about it as a, a you know, as a nice uh, as a nice support or a tailwind rather than the uh, rather than the main event. Yeah, there's there's a uh -huh. saying, fun, fundamental analysis tells us what to buy and sell. Technical analysis tells us when to buy and sell. And seasonality tells us what and when to buy and sell. Uh, I thought that's quite a nice one uh, to, to finish on then. Um, well, look, Ben, Josh, thank you very much for, for joining us. The next podcast is going to be in December, which makes me feel a little bit depressed because we've time traveled. We've gone to the future and record this a week early so if all hell breaks loose in the markets we aren't to blame we did our disclaimer at the beginning which obviously means that's exactly what's going to happen um ben josh thank you as always thank you you have been listening to digest and invest by etoro for more information use etoro.com